Live from both coasts, it's the Take the Ride podcast. I got to know more about Jetpack Guy. Somebody has a jetpack that can go 3,000 feet in the air with airliners. Like, I, I'm fascinated by this. Now, here are your hosts, Adam Drake and Johnny Wright. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition. I was going to say another copy. I don't know why. <laughs> All these things are just basic copies anyway. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Take the Ride podcast. Uh, I'm Adam Drake. With me, as always, the Dust Bowl hobo, Johnny Wright. <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Wright. <laughs> Johnny, uh, according to everything I'm reading in the news today, um, Portland is oh, burning. Yeah, my dad called uh, last night and said, uh, hey, you know, is, is all Portland on fire? No, no, it's not. It's like two blocks <laughs> that has a problem. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it, it is bad, though. I mean, um, yeah. I talked to a friend that, had, that was out there uh, a couple days ago, and um, pe- people just need to go home. You're, you're yeah. just giving the game show host B-roll. This is what I've been saying. That's this is what he yeah. wants. Yep. This is what he wants. He wants violence. He wants he wants, he wants unrest. Yes. Yeah. And and you know, I maybe you have good intentions, maybe you don't. I don't know. But this is yeah. not helping and this is what he wants. Yeah. So I'm hoping people will stop. But so, it doesn't look like that's going to happen before the election. And you yourself are not currently on fire. I'm checking. No, right oh. now okay. I am uh, currently not on fire. All right, uh, so that's a win for for everyone, I think. Yeah, at least I had you. some. Yeah, I had some leave uh, on on standby just in case <laughs> I burst into flames. Yeah, I don't know if leave would put out fire. Uh, it would maybe <laughs> just hurt. Take that. the edge off a little just bit. Take the edge off. You'd still Jeez. die, but you know. Hmm. Yeah, so, Portland, Portland is uh, Portland is a bit of a mess, and and you know, like I've said before, I mean, a lot a lot of this though is that people just don't want to back down. They're just not going to let. They're just they're just not. So they yeah. keep going out there at night on both sides. Yes. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, but the 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 store the the visuals uh, I guess I should say of like these the Trump supporters in their pickup trucks, yeah. you know, that rode through downtown shooting people with paintball guns. Like, I mean, come on, it's, I mean, how shitty a person are you? Yeah, that's pretty shitty. That's that, pretty shitty. That you got together with with your knucklehead buds and like, hey, hey, Chad, uh, we're going to Portland tonight, and uh, bring bring the bring the bear spray and the paintball gun. I mean, what, what an asshole! <laughs> yeah, you got to be a giant fucking asshole. Gosh, you're a dick. Yeah. Oh my god. I yeah, I can't imagine. And, and again, I've, I've said this over and over again, but I live in such a bubble here in Connecticut. Like, we just don't see that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's it's unfathomable unfathomable yeah well i can't say that right now uh to me that that actually happens and that there are these kind of assholes out there that, yeah. that do this kind of shit that organize this like, yeah that, that got together like hey right. you know what man there's gonna be some protesters we should do man we should, <laughs> we should get the flags on the truck man right and uh, bring the paintball gu- i mean what is wrong with you i can't even organize an ultimate frisbee meetup so oh, I'd, like, I'd love to play a little ultimate frisbee. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. I used to play ultimate frisbee every Saturday morning in Central Park. Man, I loved it. Dude, it's great. I played it out here. There oh, actually is. There's a meetup here. Like there's a, a group that plays. I played it twice and was so out of my league. It yeah. was. 
I was winded. I was sore. And yeah, the I guys just, that really play it are in good. Yeah, those are in oh, good shape. Good, yeah, good. they have like strategy. They have they have tactics, and I'm just like, oh, you want to throw me the B? Because <laughs> want to play some pickup. Um, anyway, uh, so all right, so I'm glad that you're not currently on fire. Um, so we had some homework here, Johnny. Um, yes, our, our first homework of of the Take the Ride podcast, uh, and because. You are a huge music lover, and I am aware of music. Uh, we felt like <laughs> we could uh, we could actually come up with our own lists of our five, our top five debut albums by an individual or a band. Um, now the yes. way, uh, so I actually have a I list. Have, uh, I have I have my top five and some honorable mentions. I oh, too. I, I knew you were going to do honorable mentions. I knew it. I knew you would do that. I had I. When I started, when I started, like you know, really going over it, like okay, I, I, I have my five, but I have okay. some honorable mentions. I have like okay. six, six or seven honorable mentions. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, That's... I mean, how am I supposed to leave you know the Beastie Boys "License to Ill" off my list? You know, it's an honorable You're mention. You're not. Um, so, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? How do you want to do this? How do you want to? How do you want to go down the list? I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell. Let's see. I'm, I'll let's see. How should we do this? I'll do my honorable mentions. Uh, All right, my honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Quit, yeah, our uh, Weezer, the Blue Album. Okay, that's um, good. NWA, Straight Outta Compton, The Strokes, Is This yep. It? Uh, Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced? The Beasties, Licensed to Ill, The Band, Music from Big Pink, and The Clash's <laughs> uh, first record. The, wow. Self-titled. Those are my honorable mentions. That's before I get to like. That's before yeah. I get to my five. That's, that's already, really that's interesting. Already, yeah, those are those are already my uh, my honorable mentions. I will say that I had I had considered Straight Outta Compton, and I it's a great record. It is so good. It's so groundbreaking. So it was 1988. I know. Like I know. that's nuts. I know. I I for some reason I just I, I don't know why I didn't put it on there. I, I think I, I think I tried to put it up against the other albums that I did list, and it just it, I felt like yeah. the other ones were a little bit stronger. But License to Ill, so good. Well, I will. Still I will, holds up. I will cheat. I have license to ill on my my. Okay, I thought you so. would. I thought you would, but like <laughs> before. We, well, so let's yeah, let's do yours. But like, if you were okay. to tell people in nineteen, was eighty six? I think yeah. like this record is going to hold up and still be played on the radio thirty five years from now. People be like, yep. no, come on, yeah, that record seriously. holds up, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so here here's my list. I don't actually have it in any straight order. Um. But you know what? Let's let's just go into it. Let's let's talk about license sale. I had license sale on yours. my list, so um, I thought you would. Yeah. Here's why I have it. Like, uh, truth be told, I actually like some of their other albums better. Like, I love Paul's. Boutique. I do. I like Paul's Boutique better. I like. I like. Yeah, I like O Communication better. Yeah. I do. But but for like, rap was so much in its infancy when it came out, and um, this wasn't even like rap. This was something else altogether, and it's like funny it's insanely over energized it's probably misogynistic i mean it was definitely yeah, it misogynistic. Felt like a novelty act but it wasn't right yeah right like you expected them to just kind of fade out um but and, and in a lot of ways it's like different from what they became right like the beastie boys turned into like something kind of else right especially when they started like getting really heavy into the, the samples and all that yeah, um they became th- really good musicians yeah absolutely but and i think a lot of like license to ill is probably you can probably chalk it up to Rick Rubin and his production, like in terms of the success of that initial success. Um, but man, when it came on the scene, yeah, everybody had a copy it. of it. Like everyone had this thing. And I was young everybody. when it came out. 
but like I remember Fred's going sister. to track meets and listening on my Walkman. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just remember listening on my Walkman at track meets right. on a loop. Yes, just listening to that whole record, right? A side like, and B side. Just get like it was so good. And not even just like fight for your right. Like uh, um, uh, Paul Revere, like Girls, Brass Monkey. Like there's so many good songs on that album. It's just I don't know. I love. I think it. the best song on that record is the new is the new style. That, yeah, I, I think it's the best song on that record. That, I would absolutely agree with you on that one. Four and three and two on one. And one. Oh my god! And, and when I'm on the mic, the suckers run. Like I, I just I can do that whole song. I think that's the best song on that record. <laughs> I would agree, man. I would absolutely agree. Um, so next up, yeah, I had such a good song. <laughs> uh, my next my next album here was Rage Against the Machines' self-titled debut, Rage Against the Machines. Yeah, great choice. Great so, choice. Here's my Gosh, thing on this one. Kicks ass. My, so my brother handed it to me. He's like, dude, this is awesome. Like, you've got to listen to it. I mean, it was like, it was incendiary. I I, they're my white whale, man. The band I've never seen. I mean, they keep teasing, right? And, and I think COVID kind of put oh, a, yeah. a damper on things. But God, I would love to see them live. Um, but like, can you think of another band that came out so yeah. well formed oh, yeah my, like, my white whale i've never uh, that's that's the band i've never seen live god, oh my god someday um but like we knew their voice we knew exactly what direction they were taking as soon as they came out right like this album laid the groundwork um and not just for like rap rock because yeah. rap, rap rock existed but this was like totally different it was experimental it had like a super direction on like tom morello's unique sound kind of informed the whole thing I mean, dude, you go through that entire album. You can listen to the whole thing. Every song is is listenable. Every song is perfect. Yeah, every song. <laughs> you know, there's so much rage, and I hate I hate that I'm using that term. Forgive the term, um, but it really it gave you like this fistful of taste of like what was yeah. to come. It was awesome. I love that album. I can still listen to that today without fail. What do you think? I love being uh, Tom Morello and and thinking this is coming out of a guitar mm-hmm. like. This yeah. isn't a synthesizer. This is a guitar. I could be like, wrong. It, it it just was mind blowing. I think they actually said it in their in in the uh, in the booklet in the in the cover that they actually like they're like just so you know yeah, all the these liner songs notes. Are, they're all real. Yeah, in the yeah. liner notes. These are all it was real. in the like, liner notes. Yeah, like yeah. we're not using synthesizers. I totally remember that. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, they like made the point to say this yeah. is coming from a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm just getting over cold. They cough a little bit. Um, all right, so my next album. Uh, <laughs> I, I almost laugh at this because of what it is now, but Appetite for Destruction from Guns N' Roses. And like, I'll be honest, like that album, it, when it came out, it scared me. <laughs> I was so young, but there were like skulls on the cover. I think there's like a woman getting raped by a robot on the inside cover, right? Like there's some like demon or alien that's chasing after like the woman... Uh, it's just fueled by drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Um, and so actually when it came out, I was like, I, I don't want to listen to this because you know, I was pro- just probably too young. But God damn, does that album hold up? There's so much going on in that album that's great. The slash finds on that Les Paul. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's, on my, that's, that's, my number, that's actually my number one. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. Okay. So I, that'll be my, I'll just talk yeah. about my shit. Then we'll go into why you love it. But yeah, I just, I, you know, yeah. definitely dig it. Um, so another one that actually you had on your list that I, that are on your, uh, your, uh, your runners up, um, I had, are you experienced? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely like mythical, right? There's like gravity to that album. He was like 24 years old when they recorded yeah. that. How is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. I like, and it's, it's so ridiculous. It's so listenable. It's like there's no filler on that album. I mean, you've got yeah. shit like Purple Haze, Wind Cried Mary, oh, Cries Mary, Hey Joe. And it's like, I always look at that album yeah. as like, Hey Joe. Elvis, Elvis stole rock from black people, and Jimmy was like, fuck, I'm taking it back. Yeah. From Big Mama Horton, album. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I God, had so good. Yeah, that that was so good. Oh, that guy was, he was only 27 when he died. Think about how prolific he was. Oh my God. Before he died. I mean, and such just, a sound, like, so I, I, a miracle. And yeah, when you hear Hendrix and you just think, man, I, I, hardly anybody can play like this. And he was doing yeah. that at 24, 25 years old on that first record. Yeah. And he was left-handed. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but with an upside-down Stratocaster. Yep. Oh, my God. It's amazing. So amazing. I, I heard Clapton. Clapton's my favorite player. And um, and I heard Clapton tell a story once that he found a left-handed Stratocaster yeah. in a guitar shop in New York. And he bought it for Hendrix. And he went to go see him him and sly and the family stone went to go see him and hendrix and oh like God. a couple days later he died and he never got to give hendrix that left-handed guitar oh shit and so clapton tells the story like super choked up like yeah. i still have that left-handed guitar oh <laughs> devastating that's heartbreaking imagine that dude you 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 never got to give hendrix that left-handed guitar you found right oh Oh, gosh, I hate that story. I mean, you you look at, like, what he did in terms of just guitar, like, expanding guitar, like, the sound of the guitar. Like, yeah. I wonder what what could have been, you know, like, in the 70s with, with yeah. Hendrix and what he would have done. It's just... It's Hendrix made people fascinated by feedback. Like, yeah. Using yeah, it was feedback. Like, right? That's crazy. <laughs> and you think about, like, what? That's, that's like, it was part of his musicianship, man. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I love Jimi Hendrix. I, <laughs> yeah. I had a bootleg in high school. I found a bootleg. Uh, it, these record shops in Seattle had bootlegs. And, and yeah, one of, of it was a drunken Jim Morrison uh, on stage with Jimmy you Hendrix. You could just say and Jim Morrison. We, we knew he was a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just out of his, just so drunk, you know. Yeah. And it's terrible music. Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. But it's it's hammered Jim Morrison uh, with, the, with the Jimi Hendrix experience. It's really, really? It's really funny. Just trying to sing? Just trying to, like, keep yeah. up? I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm sure someone has it on YouTube now. You know, oh, yeah. Jim Morrison's just like, yeah, man, fucker. Like, it's just like, just ridiculous, you know? And Hendrix, Hendrix is like trying to get him to sing into, <laughs> trying to get him to sing. Right over here, man. He's over just here. hammered. You know? yeah. yeah. It's a really, it was a funny bootleg. I used to that's love awesome. finding those bootlegs when I was. Yeah, there. that's awesome. Now you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, they're everywhere, right? Um, I have one last great album on. Choice, on though, list. Hendrix. Yeah, it's a great choice. Thank yes. you. Um, this next album I can guarantee is on your list. Um, and I don't know if you're going to cry when I tell you this or laugh, but, uh, Oh I have, yeah. Oh, you're going to make, don't make me, don't make me emotional. I'm fragile right now. <laughs> I have Pearl Jam 10 on there as one of the best debut albums. Yeah. Come on. Um, 
Every yeah. song holds up. Yeah. Every single track. I know. Is it on your list? I bet it's on your list. Yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, okay. Absolutely. So um, this, it was groundbreaking. All right, let's talk about it. Like, took the best of the Seattle sound. It mashed yes. it together. It created such momentum. Um, again, this is weird because, like, I don't consider my brother, like, a great, like, music god here. But, like, he loved this album. And I think because he liked it so much, I kind of fought the enjoyment of it because I was like, well, fuck you. If you like it, I'm not going to like it. Um, uh, but I, sure. sure. And I was, sure. I was probably like way too naive at the time um, because it, I mean, the album was dark. Right. And I was like this really like innocent kid and he, and Eddie was screaming about some bummer shit on that album. But like, there yeah. is some dark material on there. Yeah. But like now that I've been yeah. out, Jeremy's world, dark. Why go is dark. Yeah. I mean, even even alive. Why go? Is why like, go is dark, man. Why go is putting a girl in a mental asylum. Why go is yeah. dark. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I am cheating a bit, and I will say that um, I actually prefer the Redux version, the one that Brendan O'Brien did the mix on. Um. Just because yep. it brought the guitars forward, it kind of feels a little more. Urgent. And I know I know what you mean. That mix is that mix is pretty good. I do. Yeah. I know what you mean. It just seems like less muddled. I don't know. Yeah, you can hear but, McCready's guitar a little better. Yeah. Uh, but that's it, man. That's my list. Uh, what do you think? Think, think I'm, I, I mean, I think you agree with all those deserve at least someplace in, in the top 15, top 20, right? I love, I love your picks. Yeah, I do. Cool. I think they're all great. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about you, Johnny? Yeah. Mine, uh, was I had Pearl Gem 10. Okay. But Why? Well, I mean, I, I'm hugely biased because they're my favorite band, but that that record is um, that record is so universally loved. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Um, and you know, the songs that when you play those songs, those songs are still played live by that band all these yeah. years later, and yeah. still have the same energy. And when I saw them as a 16 year old, and you know, when I I went to my first show in 1992. You know, it was the first time I saw Pearl Jam. And the, the, that, those, those songs are so electric, um, and that maybe that's a poor choice of words, but um, they, they, still, they still matter. They still, they're still just, it's, it's, to me, it's no, it's no different than the Stones. It's, yeah. you know, it's, 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 such, it's just such an amazing record. Yeah. You know, and no one thought that, that, uh, this this little band this little band that came together a week before was going to make a, a platinum record. Yeah, but wait, they did. So <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense, man. They I, flew up and they flew up Eddie Vedder from San Diego, who was working at a gas station, and like and like, hey, we're going to make a record, and it turned out to be like it's just ridiculous. I and and they made and, it within a week or thereabouts. Yeah, it's about a week about a week after they got together, they made that record. They'd played two shows. It's That's bananas. Like, how do you? It's, I mean, didn't did, did Stone did Stone have a lot of the songs written or McCready like a lot of the music and and yeah? Like, what's the story about that? Didn't Eddie Stone just write, had a lot of the music? Yeah, he had a lot of the music written. Sent they sent Ed the the rec, and he recorded over them like on a on a on a like a four track in his living room. Holy and, shit! And um, sent them back, and then the, the band played, played them back like. Holy shit! Fly this guy up tomorrow, like because like, uh, it's, it's, it's really crazy. 
I mean, not only are the lyrics amazing on that album, but also like the music is like you, you like if you told me that they wrote that that music in a week, I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I mean, it it helps that that Stone had like those songs or at least the music for those songs ready to go at least in some sort of fashion, right? Um, but goddamn, man, yeah, it's just such, it's just so good. Like Black, what a fucking good song. Even Flow, like oh my god, I love I love yeah. all of it. I love all Black. Of it. There's a there's a story of uh, when the when the record was huge. Um, yeah. And so in the mid nineties and uh, a, a group of uh, a group of campers were at the beach and they were at, around a campfire and they were, <laughs> and they were singing that song together. And Eddie Vedder happened, happened to be at the campfire and he, he walked over and said, Hey, um, I'm going to ask you to sing a different song. That's too emotional. <laughs> imagine, imagine roasted marshmallows singing that song and Eddie Vedder walks out of the shadows to be like, Hey, that's, that's kind of a heavy song. Maybe sing something, <laughs> Chill the fuck something out. else. That was in Rolling Stone years ago. That's amazing, dude. I love it. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, uh, what would you like? I would freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, so what's next, man? Uh, my, 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 uh, let's see. Number four here is uh, Oasis. Definitely. Maybe Fine. I think that, um, in, be, that band is, and it's, it's not, it wasn't an American thing before, before, uh, the second record, you know, they didn't, they didn't, that, that band was, was, was made, made, mainly hit in, in Britain. It was huge. Like it was the second coming of the Beatles. And, but these are yeah. guys, these, these, these are two guys that, you know, came from the housing estate, you know, they yeah. were just, hooligans i mean totally you know and but who knew like who figured out that like hey you know what like these guys are on the dole and they're just you know they have nothing but this dude can crank out some riffs and this really arrogant guy happens to have perfect pitch like doesn't make any sense you know and and uh i mean that whole that whole album is so good i've seen oasis three times and That is the ultimate sing-along show. Everybody sings every really? song. That's Everybody, cool, man. man. Everybody sings every song. It's the happiest sing-along show you'll ever go to if Oasis ever gets back together, which is almost certainly not going to happen. But you don't think they'll ever do it? No, they hate each other, man. They hate each other. Why? It's so childish. It's like, so childish. What happened? And, well, they, they've never got along. And, right. Um, you know, and they would, you know, break up here and there. And then what finally happened is, I don't know, about 10 years ago, they were playing a show in Paris and they got into a drunken, a drunken argument and Liam, uh, smashed one of Noel's prize guitars. Um, this, this, uh, this, this beautiful Gibson acoustic guitar that he's played for years and years and years. And he smashed that guitar. And then finally Noel said, all right, that's it. We're done. And he's never going to go back on it. I'm telling you, I'll be so shocked if Oasis gets back together. It would make me so happy to go see them again. Yeah, like, because sure. it's the funnest, happiest show. Which is crazy. Everybody's Based so happy. Yeah, yeah, everyone's so happy. And I'll just be shocked if it happens again. My favorite Oasis story is, <laughs> is I saw Oasis at the Hollywood Bowl in 2005, oh, wow. I think. Okay, and, that's cool. Uh, that's an awesome show. <laughs> It was great. Jet opened up and Jet was really good. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, Mark McGrath is there. <clears throat> and I so I see Mark McGrath and he's, you know, like 
waving to people, you know, and then you hear this like Mancunian accent going, Sugar Ray fucking sucks, mate. <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> so he says that like, <laughs> middle of the sure, show? Yeah, to Mark McGrath. No, like he's, this is like before the show starts oh, yeah, and okay. Mark McGrath is like getting beers. I'm like, hey guys, how you doing? I'm Mark McGrath. And someone, Sugar Ray fucking sucks, mate. Like no, no reason for that at all. That's that so hilarious to me. It's just this one cheeky guy in the crowd that had to yell. Oh, okay. <laughs> poor, so I th- poor Mark amazing. McGrath. That's amazing. Poor Mark McGrath. Oh, God. He's doing oh, all right. Man. So funny. Yeah, he's doing all right. <laughs> I wouldn't that that band does suck. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a great band. Not a great. And they kind of knew it, too. Uh, yeah, uh, so what else you got on there, man? Uh, Zeppelin's debut record. Uh, Zeppelin 1. Yeah. I... It's a great album. I love that album. I just, you know, I think that for me, it's it was always tough to put on the top because knowing that like the songs were not ex- totally written by them, and I don't know. I get it. Yeah, but when it's you like, there's those are four of the best musicians in England that got yeah. together and made an album. Yep. I mean, it's you know, Jimmy Page was you know he was a session player and he's playing in the Yardbirds and you know, I mean, it, it's. <laughs> but they just happen to have like four of the best. Me- like John Paul Jones is such an underrated musician. John yeah. Paul Jones is so amazing. I've always like struggled with the lack of notoriety that John Paul Jones has because yeah. I mean, you, 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 I mean, maybe it's just because he's quote unquote up against Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, and Bonham, and, and, and you're like, yeah. like what, like like how do you? Complete Pete with those giants, but John Paul Jones is amazing. He's a, he's not only he holds is he it all together. Bass, yeah, the, he holds the it all piano together. parts. Like you listen to the piano part from like Fool in the Rain, which I know we're not talking about that. Bow, 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 bow. It's so <laughs> yeah, good. There's even like that whole breakdown in the middle that's just this like awesome like jaunty thing. I don't know. Sorry, I could go on. Yeah, he's um, got that that great music. But it's if you when you talk about Zep, you know they're one of my favorite bands but yeah of course if you were to do like a list of the greatest frontman or the greatest guitar player or the greatest bass player or the greatest drummer <laughs> yeah. all four members are on that list yeah oh like absolutely i think robert plant is the best frontman of all time yeah i think I john agree, yeah. bonham is the greatest drummer of all time i, I think jimmy page is probably the best lead guitar like yeah. all four of those guys would be on in those arguments of who's the best this 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 yeah and that's pretty stunning. Yeah. I mean, that you have four guys that are all considered goats. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And um, they just, like, did they, and, and you kind of said it, it wasn't like Led Zeppelin, at least the first album was like, hey, let's just like kind of get together and record some shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they just, these guys that, you know, hanging around London and playing clubs and they yeah. just, oh, you know, let's, let's, let's see what we can do. And then turned out to be lightning in a bottle. You know, and they had they had a they had an eight year run there that they were the biggest band in the world. You know, it's, it's um, I mean, I don't know how many times I've watched the song remains the same. Watch that 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 show yeah. from the garden. You know, yeah, I don't know how wild. many times, at least a dozen, I've watched it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Zeppelin one, and then my other one, my other ones for uh, best debut record is what we're talking about. Is I had Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, and then the original Ramones record, the first Ramones record, which is just self titled. Okay. Um, which is 74, you know, I got to double check myself there, but um, Interesting. they basically invented pop punk. I mean, it's, yeah. 
the, the, punk was the, around before that, but pop punk wasn't. Yeah, but, but the, what the Ramones figured out is we can put melody behind it, and uh, and that's that became yeah. just to me revolutionary. Yeah, you know, and uh, the Joy Ramone has, I mean, Joy Ramone has no business being a rock and roll frontman. He's <laughs> six eight. He, he, he's I mean, six eight. He, oh my god! Yeah, you know, I think he's six six. Now that okay, I'm but even still, myself. he's a giant. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, he was six, six. He was gangly. He was nerdy. He had never taken singing lessons. He, he just listened to like to the, to the radio obsessively. And it turned out that he's a great front man. Like makes no sense. Johnny <laughs> Ramone a- was a full on juvenile delinquent. Yeah. Like, the dude was smashing car windows. I mean, I mean, petty theft and all this shit. <laughs> Like, you know, Dee Dee is a, Dee Dee was a junkie. Like the whole thing makes no sense at all. No, not at all. No, but, it doesn't make any sense. Dee Dee's a full on junkie. He was turning tricks to <laughs> buy heroin. Like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. What, what song opens that album? Oh boy. You know what? I don't even, off the top of my head, I don't remember what opens it up. I'm going to, is gonna, it Blitzkrieg? Blitz, Blitzkrieg Bop, I bet. I think so, but I'm not positive now. Cause they, um, I, I feel like. I feel like whatever it was, they kind of came in. They're like, here you go. This is us. Let's go hard. This is why we're going hard. Yeah. And they had such a, they had like wonderful sense of humor about the songs, you know, like re- stuff like, you know, like, uh, you know, the Cretan hop and stuff. Just yeah. these, these really funny uh, lyrics. And, and I mean, Joey, Joey was super clever, man. Like he was really, a, he was a funny dude. And then yeah. Johnny Ramone is just a complete asshole. Like Johnny Ramone is terrible. He's such a dick. He was like, he was a bully to the rest of the band. Was he really? You know? Yeah. Oh, totally. He picked, Joey had like, like some pretty severe mental illness. You know, he like had OCD yeah. and stuff. Ooh. He would totally make fun of him. Like oh, they, they were like the most dysfunctional group of misfits, but somehow that punk music worked, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have more Ramon shirts than I have Seahawks shirts. Wow. Like, you know, seriously, I probably have 10 Ramon shirts. What is it about the Ramones that kind of spoke to you? Was it just kind of like the fact that it was just thumbing your nose at society or? I think that with, with the Ramones of why, why they've meant so much to me is just that it's, it's raw yeah. and pure. It's simple. It's three chords. It's, yeah. you know, it's, there, there's not a whole lot of complexity to it. And oh, right, totally. And they are a formulaic band, you know, it's, it's, but that formula was so perfect that it works for me. And I still listen to the Ramones all the time. I asked, I asked my, my, my Alexa, my echo, I asked her to play, I asked her, I asked her to play the Ramones all the time. When just like when I'm making dinner and something, just because I know it's going to bop my head up and down and I know it's going to be happy. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So the Ramones record and then Guns N' Roses Appetite is those, those are mine. That's pretty good. That's a good list. I like all those albums. This makes me want to go back and listen to the Ramones, by the way. Oh, they're not going to let you down. They don't. Like, they never have. No. And I never saw them live. You know, they they didn't tour very much in the 90s, you know, when I started going to shows. You know, they yeah. Joey had become, excuse me, kind of sick. And yeah. they kind of, they, you know, they kind of, I think their last show was in 96, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. So I never got to see them play. But they would go out and play, you know, there's bands that I love, like Pearl Jam will play two and a half, three hours. Okay. Yeah. You know, Springsteen will play for three hours. The right. Ramones played for 25 minutes. 
<laughs> that was it. In and they out. would they would they would get up there one two three four and they would play just banger after banger for yeah. twenty five minutes and then say goodnight. Like that's just what they did. I love it. Like there's no other band that could get away with that. What do you mean no. I paid seventy dollars to pay for half an hour? You got fourteen, <laughs> fifteen songs. You're fine. Yeah, you're good. Like they just would get out there and just crank it out for half an hour and then that's walk nice. off. And did they all die like within three years of each other? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, there's no, there's none. Uh, none of the originals are left, unfortunately. It's really sad. Oh. Joey, when Joey was, I was so bummed out when Joey died, and because um, yeah. he was not old, he was probably like no, 40s, no he was. 50s. Yeah, he was. He was in his early fifties, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. there was this great story that um, Joey was sick in the hospital, okay, and uh, Bono and the Edge came to like pay their like last respects. Yeah. Joey had been listening to the song in a little while over and over and over again in his room from, from Bono and the edge brought a guitar and played that song to him in his hospital room oh, before shit. he died. Damn. Dude. That's fucking nuts. Imagine Bono and the edge came to your hospital room to yeah. play a song for you. That is crazy. <laughs> that would be insane. Yes, that would be absolutely insane. Yes. Jeez, man. Oh, I love that band. And uh, you're right. I'm looking now. Blitzkrieg Bop does open up. Uh, the oh, it does. Concert. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just looked All right. So um, I thought. I thought. I, I was pretty sure you're right, but I had to double check myself there. But yeah. Um, yeah. That 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 uh, those those Ramones records, man. They they those hold up. I mean, uh, you know, Rocket to Russia and Road to Ruin and all this stuff. Yeah. It's just they're they're magic. They're simple. And uh, they're angry and they're energetic. And yep. it's, I mean, it's one guitar tone, man. Like you, you did not get, you know, they were not experimenting with guitar sounds. Like <laughs> no. this is, here it is on 10 and on distortion. And that, that's what you get. The song like, is going to be 90 seconds and fuck you if you don't get it. Yeah. I love it. That's pretty funny, man. Just to think about that. Like, like here's what we're doing. We're not catering to you. Just, you know. Joey used to like re- like time the shows, and he was like, "Oh, we did it tonight in twenty six minutes." Like, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. But they would like they would like time themselves to see how fast can we get through these songs. That's so funny. Yeah, I love that. Like all their songs were like a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah, you know, like in and out. Like here you go. It's so awesome. here it is. We're, we might we might play the same so we might play the same chorus twice. You don't you know it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, were they good musicians? I think they were decent musicians. I don't think okay. they were. So I think with, with Johnny Ramone, I mean, he's king of the power chords. I know I've, ne- I've never, I've never seen him play a D a D chord, like just a regular <laughs> D or regular a, like yeah. every single thing was a bar chord. Every single thing was every single song was a power chord was yeah. a bar chord, which as a, as a crappy guitar player, I can't play bar chords. I don't know why my, my hands oh, really? won't do it. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. My hands won't. My hands won't, won't like cooperate, um, wow. and so I never have learned how to play Ramon songs because I can't play power bar chords. <laughs> um, That's crazy. But man. I think that I think that Joey. I mean, I think Joey is is uh, objectively a great singer. Yeah. Um, you know, like he has a version of uh, um, "It's a Wonderful World." You know, the Louis Armstrong song. Yeah. Like uh, you know, a punk singer shouldn't sing that song, but he can sing it beautifully if he wants. If he wants to, he can sing it beautifully. Interesting. 
Gotta check it out, man. I gotta dive into him. <clears throat> it's yeah. been a while. Didi mean, was okay, but he was just yeah. a mess, you know. Yeah, that's too bad. I like. They have a song all... called Fifty Third and Third. You know, trying to turn a trick, and Didi like that was Didi Ramone. He was on Fifty Third and Third, turning tricks to get heroin. Oh, really? Like, yes. He oh, never denied shit. it. He would just kind of like playfully dance around it. But I mean, I'm telling you, these guys were juvenile delinquents from Queens. It made no sense that they became a big band. Wow. No sense at all. I love it. But yet they did, man. And their first album, Judy is a Punk. The, when I first moved to New York in 2001, one of the first things I did was go to CBGB's to see, to kind of pay my respects to the remote. Yeah. And I got a t-shirt like three doors down or three, three, spots away it was a t-shirt shop and had a remote and I bought a remote shirt i still have that shirt that's awesome but i went to go i went to cbgb's you know just kind of like see okay this is yeah. where one of my favorite bands came from um, which is no longer there and it's so sad yeah you know, it's it like really a high-end like fashion boutique now or it's just yeah depressing. i think it's john barbados i believe you're right which um, is so depressing yeah even though that place was it, it was gross in there don't get me wrong oh but yeah you it was get magical though yeah God. I think they kept the front of it, maybe I say that, and I don't know if I, that's true, but I don't remember what uh what the they they kept of the original CBGBs, yeah. but like that bathroom was like it's like that, that bathroom was like famous for being like the sketchiest bathroom in New York. And uh, <laughs> which yeah, you, you, puts in the running for being yeah, the worst one ever. You didn't you didn't want to go in there. I'm telling you, you didn't want to go in there. It was gross. No. God no. God no. So I saw this story uh yesterday or two days ago that mm-hmm. Two different airline uh, pilots reported that they saw a guy in a jetpack 3,000 feet. I saw this. I have so many questions about who is the jetpack guy. (laughs) Was it Iron Man? It might be Iron Man coming to save us from 2020. Well, let's do it. Come on. Hurry up. Who is the guy that has a jetpack that can go 3,000 feet? Like, is this a hobbyist? Yeah, wait like, I, I have so many questions about the jetpack guy. I, who, who has a jetpack that can do that? I don't know. I, and who, who has that without like being part of the military? Thank you. Like, and it, plus, it, I don't even know if it, it can't be legal, right? Don't you have to have some kind of uh, permission to fly above a certain altitude or something? I, yeah. I, I have wasn't so this many. In LAX? It wasn't yeah, like, it, was, it was near LAX. It wasn't like the but, middle of nowhere. No, it was LAX. So a guy's apparently flying around Los Angeles that can go up to 3,000 feet on a jetpack. We don't know who he is. We don't know what the jetpack is. I have so many questions. I keep looking for news stories about this guy. Like, hoping, okay, what's going on here? That's awesome. Like, what in the Tony Stark is happening that some (laughs) dude has a jetpack that can go 3,000 feet and we don't know about it? And the funny thing is, it's like, well, funny, but like, like airline pilots are generally not full of bullshit. Like they will, they don't, they don't just lie or speculate. Yeah, no. So it's not like it was pretend. Like this was a legit thing. It's yeah, pilots. they were like, "Hey, uh, uh, Tower, uh, we have a gentleman in a jetpack here. I got him. I got him <laughs> clocked at thirty five hundred feet. I mean, it's just like that's what they would do. Be totally yeah. serious. That you just, but I just, I have so many questions about the jetpack guy. Like, I, is this like a, is it like a Elon Musk kind of a guy? Like yeah. I. I I yeah I I oh I need to know more about jetpack guy because like if you have a jetpack that can go three thousand feet something's yeah. going on here right 
Because when we were kids, didn't you think like there's there was a book that called "Where's My Jetpack"? I think is what I, I thought we were gonna all have jetpacks by now. Oh, well, we were kids. I thought we were gonna have hoverboards and jetpacks. I thought it was gonna yeah. be awesome. None of that happened. No, life is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. But when, when you saw Back to the Future too, didn't for didn't you think the hoverboard was real though? I did. Oh, absolutely. I totally did. One hundred. I did. Yeah. I I thought those were gonna be in toy stores. Yeah, and then finding out that it's just special effects, like a couple of days later, was like, oh man. Yeah, I think I found sucks. out like a year later. <laughs> I, like, I thought those were real. Who? Yeah, everyone did, man. Um, <sighs> but you know what actually did a good job of predicting the future, and I don't know if you've seen this movie or seen it recently. Is Minority Report? I like that movie a lot. Like the I like the book, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I like Minority Report. There's, there is some stuff in there. Yeah, Philip K. Dick is a, was a brilliant dude. Yeah, but even, um, I, I, I think, a lot, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like Spielberg had, you know, kind of had some liberties with it, but like automot- or automated driving, um, like spying on everything, you know, like yeah. using like drones to kind of uh, see shit. Like there's a lot of stuff that happened in that movie that's happening now. You're like, oh, wow, this was kind of spot on. Yeah, I like that. I like that film. Man, jetpack though. God, I would jet, go for a jetpack. Jetpack guy. I have so many questions for the jetpack guy. <laughs> when is this available for purchase? Like, yeah, I, come on, can we buy? Oh, can we buy a jetpack now? Come on. Yeah, I, I got so many questions about the jetpack guy. I just keep hoping that it's going to be like you know Jimmy Lipper down the street that built one in his basement. And it'd be yeah. so amazing. Like, wasn't there a guy named like Lawn Chair Larry or something who like put a put balloons in a lawn chair together and just like floated over like Kansas for a while? Yeah, like, I just like I these guys that. that just do like random shit. Well, did you see David Blaine did it the other day? I did. Uh, that was wild. He was went up though? to twenty four thousand feet. Yes, that was that was pretty with, cool with helium balloons. Yeah. What? But aside from like breathing at twenty five thousand feet or twenty four thousand feet, which is not easy to do, like what was the what was the magic? And I know that I know it's I not really magic. It's, it's stunned. Yeah, I think it's just an accomplishment. It's just some of the things that he does that, that, that he'll do. And do you remember? Yeah. I mean, you remember you and I? We were together. We were working at, at David Letterman. Remember we went down to Bryant Park and saw him standing on the, the tower that. thing. Yep. Remember that? We went down I and do. saw him. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, you know, I went to go see him in Times Square when he was frozen in ice. I went to go. I went down there and saw that. You know, I saw him. And, in, he was in that bubble in Lincoln Square where he was like underwater. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was yeah. I didn't I didn't see him in the uh, ice. I remember watching it on TV, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't see About it. three years ago, my nephew, uh, my nephew Jackson, for his uh, for his birthday, he he got tickets to go see David Blaine, and he yeah. brought he brought me. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, he was like, "Hey, I, I got an extra ticket for you," and so I went to go see David Blaine live um, in Portland. I didn't know he did live shows. That's cool. It's, it, I, I'm only aware of the one tour that he's ever done. Okay. And that's okay. the one that I was able to go to. It was one of the best nights of my life. No it shit. Is, it was stunning to see him in person. He held his breath for like 16 minutes on stage. And, and the crowd is chanting and cheering. It's, it was crazy. <laughs> Just I mean, pers- he did some of the, the, the <clears throat> wackiest stuff. Put, put the ice pick through his hand. Brought an audience member on stage. And they chose the spot where they put the ice pick through his no hand. Way. Yeah, it was one of the best nights of my life seeing David Blaine live. <laughs> it really was. Guy. It was unbelievable. Like the whole time, I, my jaw was was open the whole time watching him. 
That's before the show, he came out and walked around the crowd doing car tricks. Oh, that's cool. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like before, bef- like an hour before the show, we got there early. He was just walking around the auditorium and doing car tricks. That's cool, man. <laughs> I know he, he gets so a lot amazing. of shit, but I, I genuinely like, I think he's like, he does some really awesome, awesome tricks. Like I love I, I, I do. I love, I love the guy. Yeah. I really do. Like the guy will spend a year learning how to regurgitate frogs for one trick. That's <laughs> amazing to me. He was like, that's a- amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that, that's, you took a year to learn this, like, yep. uh, you know, for one payoff, you know, <laughs> and it's that you can do it on Jimmy Fallon and have it in the special. And I, I, I just, you have to admire, <laughs> have to admire that. Yeah. And I like that he kind of took magic away from like the, like over the top gaudy showmanship stuff and really yeah, did. I don't like, like that stuff. Yeah. No, it's like, let's just make it like, you know, between two people, uh, get some audience reactions. Like let's make it like real down to earth rather than, just like glitzy. I love my, I love magic. You know, I've done card tricks since I was a kid and, and can do, yeah. you know, a handful of, you know, of pretty cool ones. And mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't have any interest in the big prop stage magic. Yeah. I, I just, you know, with, with, you know, he had the pretty girl and eh, I just find that obnoxious, you know? Yeah. Totally. I, I don't know. It's not, I'm not interested in, in that stuff in the Siegfried and Roy style of magic that i just think is oh lame yeah you know yeah it's not for me um you know in other words in other news uh carol baskin uh gonna be on dancing with the stars we have uh really really uh taken it taken a leap here dancing with the stars of putting a probable murderer on the show awesome i was so sure that I would not hear the name Carol Baskin after April 2020. And yet here we are keeping her name alive. (laughs) Unlike what she could do with her husband. I seriously think that her strategy is, you know what? People would just think no way a murderer would go on dancing with the stars. I think this is her strategy. Like, of course I'm innocent. I would never, you, you'd never go on Dancing with the Stars. Of course I'm innocent. This to me is crazy. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I've never watched that show before. Um, I've I never, have, oh, no, excuse me. I saw once Steve-O was on it. I saw it once. I saw it when Steve-O was on it. I wanted to see Steve-O because I, wow. I love Jackass. But that was the only time I've ever seen it. Yeah. I, uh, I might tune in to see how they treat this. Do you really think she's a murderer? And I'm, I'm not, I, I don't really have like a yes or no answer to that. So I'm, I don't either. But when she talked about the sardine oil, uh, oh, that's right. how you get an, a, a tiger to attack, you know, and you know, four years ago, we watched this goddamn documentary. Right. You know, like um, I think she killed her husband. I do. In all seriousness, jokes aside, yeah. I think she killed him. Wow. I do. Yeah. Well, I remember watching that, watching that documentary, like, you know, two episodes in and like just going, how is what she does different? Like there's still cats in cages. Like how, just because she calls it a sanctuary, it's different. Like you're doing the same thing as this other, this creepy dude. You still have tigers in captivity. I I don't, it just, all it was, was better marketing. It didn't make any sense. (laughs) And then when you find out that her husband died under such weird circumstances, like, okay, this, these people are nuts. 
Dude. Yeah, she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Couldn't tell you one other person that's going to be on there. Don't know. No, no I, God, I don't know. Any other murderers oh. on there? I don't know. Yeah, OJ. I think OJ's going to be up there. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roy Spector. Roy Spector? Spector? What's, what am I thinking? Phil Spector? Phil Spector. Why did I say Roy Spector? Jesus. Yeah, that's Phil Spector. A terrible, that's a terrible guy. Yeah. But, you He's know, a, he was a lunatic. He, 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 you know, produced a Ramones record. It was Joe, he was Joey Ramones' hero. Like, Joey Ramone was, was obsessed with the... He was a lot of guys' the, hero. I yeah, mean, well, what, like, the wall of sound and, the, you know, those girl groups that he did and, you know, the yeah. stuff he did on Beatles oh, records. Course. He was, like, Joey Ramone's hero. And they agreed to do... They agreed to do a record with him. And then he was nuts. Like, he, like made the band stay up uh, like at his house and like wouldn't let them leave and pulled a gun on Johnny Ramone. Johnny Ramone's like, what are you going to do? Shoot me? Like, I mean, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Like he full on had a gun in the studio and stuff. Like he was a lunatic. That's insane. Yeah. And it didn't wow. produce a great record. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. Carol Baskin, man. What a train wreck. Like, well, I, seriously. You, anyone who owns giant cats is something's a little off. Something's a little fidgety with them, you know? Like we saw in that documentary, none yeah. of these people are normal. No. None, none of, of them. them. Not one. The, you know, the doc, whatever guys in South Carolina that has like a, a polygamy compound and shit. Like, oh yeah, I mean, none of these people are normal. <laughs> Except it's that one just, kid who who's there when the other guy shot himself. Yeah, right? that was terrible. Wasn't like it? that one kid, I, I was like, you know, you might be the only normal person here, or relatively normal. Um, yeah, wow, that was a rough one, dude. Yeah, so rough. And I, I, I'm very, I'm very curious of how it's. I mean, is she going to be like kind of cheeky about it? Because I think she will be. I think she'll, you know, be kind of, oh, you know, this is just good fun. And of course I didn't kill my husband. I, I, right. I'm not buying it. Right. Right. Watch, watch, watch the show go into production and then like new evidence comes out as they're oh. in production. Watch that happen. You just, I mean, come totally. on, man. You know, like, so, like they reopened that case because of the documentary in wherever part of Florida. That good. In. Good for them. They should have. They absolutely you know, should have. They, they got like flooded with a bunch of new tips and all this stuff. I mean, like, yeah, watch them go into production and then it become like, oh, yeah, she's going to be arrested tomorrow. <laughs> I hate 2020. <laughs> 2020 sucks. Fuck this. Fuck this year. Fuck I was everything. in the grocery store, Adam, just last week, and I saw, I kid you not, pumpkin pie dessert hummus. Oh. And I wanted to punch somebody. <laughs> dessert? What are we having hate for dessert? That. Ice cream or hummus? Pumpkin pie dessert hummus? No. Sounds disgusting. No. Gross. Don't fuck with the chickpea. <laughs> well, the chickpea's doing that. just fine. Yeah, you don't you don't fuck with the chickpea. You don't you just you just you don't, don't do it. Don't spit on the chickpea's doing just fine. <laughs> Pumpkin pie dessert hummus. Oh, that sounds fucking hideous. I don't know what was worse that day, seeing pumpkin pie dessert hummus or finding out Chadwick Boseman died. I don't know which one was worse. Yeah. Oh, God. You don't know that which was one's a bummer worse. Wasn't. I, man, I loved that dude, man. Dude, I, I thought I, people I, were fucking with me when I found out he died. I was like... Only 43. Yeah. What a beautiful soul, man. Like, yeah. oh. To watch that Jackie Robinson film, 42, man, yeah. I was in tears the whole movie. I mean, yeah. I just... 
gosh, I oh, I'm gonna miss him. I love yeah. the dude. You know, seriously, yeah, I'm like, really gonna so miss good. him. I watched, you know, like millions of others, you know, ABC show Black Panther commercial free on Sunday night. I I sat oh, down and rewatched do it. Oh, yeah. I, oh, that's cool. I didn't know. They I did sat that. down and rewatched it. Like, gosh, this is so good. Yeah, it really is. It's so good. It's so inspiring. It's so uplifting. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how they're going to do Black Panther not without him. Because, of course, they will. They're not going to not make Black Panther 2. That's not. That's like saying we're not going to – we're choosing not to make a billion dollars. Of course, they're going yeah. to. You know, but, man, stepping into those shoes, that's – Right. He was a powerhouse, man. It's amazing. I love I loved that guy. I, I, I'm really going to miss him. Yeah. Great actor. I loved him as Thurgood Marshall. I loved mm-hmm. him as James Brown. Yeah, right. Get on up. He was in Get On yeah. Up. Yeah. So good in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. between between Chadwick Boseman and pumpkin pie dessert hummus, bad week. Bad week, man. Both yeah, both of those are national tragedies. Yeah. At least we didn't have any more of the RNC convention. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That last I watch, week. I didn't watch a lick of it. I mean I watched some highlights here and there, but I didn't I didn't really sit and watch so, any of it. I have watched them. Like, part of me feels like it's this kind of a civic duty thing. I've watched them since I was like a teenager, you know, mm-hmm. since I was like 18. I watched the first night. Uh, I watched less and less as it went on. I, I just like, I, I can't, I can't take this. This no. is so grim. Oh, you know, and it's, when, it's fire and brimstone kind of shit. Well, cocaine Don Jr. was hilarious, though. <laughs> Sweating his ass off. Okay. That dude was on Coke. Come on. Who are we kidding? I don't know. I mean, I, there was a bunch of people on Twitter that were like, hey, uh, I used to be a cocaine addict. This is how I sounded. His <laughs> <laughs> yeah. eyes are dilated and water and stuff. Come on, man. It's ridiculous. I mean, they're, they're Teflon. They'll, they'll figure out some way to spin it so that it doesn't seem like, you, you know, like, oh, no, I was, you know, on allergy pills. <sighs> oh, boy. Anyway, um, I have to go look at a house. My wife right. just texting me. Yeah, I'm going to go walk my dog. Big day. Uh, big day. <laughs> big, big day. Um, hey, uh, if you do catch on fire, put it out. You know? Fair. Like, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, take care of yourself. Don't, uh, don't go nuts. Or, I'm sorry. No. Don't go more nuts. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we got football coming back next week. That's you know, true. Maybe I'll be fine. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's coming back. Oh, God. I know. I've been watching Hard Knocks, and it looks like they're doing a good job of, like, testing and making sure that people are healthy. So, let's hope. But like I said before, these are young kids. These yep. are millionaires. Yep. You, you, I'm, I'm telling you, without the bubble that the NBA has done, I don't know how you expect these young men to behave. I just don't. I don't know. Because when I was 22 years old, I don't think I would have been behaving myself. <laughs> I think I'd be trying to go to Vegas. So. Yeah, well, yeah, knowing you, you would have been like, yeah, the crap stable. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm, 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 I, come on, I'm fine. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to go to Vegas. I, yeah. I just, we'll see how, we'll see how long. I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I, I want yeah. it to work because I love f- football so much, especially college football, which comes yeah. back in some f- form this week tomorrow there's like there's a handful of games tomorrow there's no good team yeah there's you know no no one's big playing till next week but there's a handful of you know teams playing i mean well god last saturday i watched austin p play like division one double a i watched austin p in central arkansas 
It was, it was good. decent. It was decent. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll take it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just had to get that hit. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, Johnny. Why don't you sign us off here? We appreciate you uh, listening to the Take the Ride podcast. Uh, we'll be uh, uh, we'll be back with you, uh, you know, maybe next week. We'll see how it goes. It depends on uh, you know if, if uh, Adam, the uh, that rascally some bitch, can uh, find a house. Uh, and we're <laughs> we're at kind of get, we're kind of at, at <laughs> kind of waiting on that. Uh, we we appreciate you listening very much. We hope everyone has a positive day, uh, and uh, my friends. Find something to laugh about and be sound. Uh